Hello and welcome back to the C. Thomas Printer Cooperative, a place to make you think, make you remember, and make you smile. August 28th, 2022. Good morning. I'm Rosetta Jones, and I'm here with G-Spot Johnson today. G-Spot, what have you been up to? Uh, false arrest, I might say. Um, I've been mesmerized by the rash of 1,000-year floods that have been happening. I am considering investing in an umbrella company called What the Hella Umbrella. God, that's so bad, G-Spot. We've missed you. So, it has been quite a season for flash floods here in the United States, and now everyone is, is saying these floods are a sign of climate change. I guess that's because there haven't been many tornadoes or hurricanes this year. We shall see. I feel like I've aged five millennia in the past two weeks as there have been five floods of the once-in-a-thousand-year variety. So, I wanted to go down memory lane and remind people that just because something didn't happen on Twitter doesn't mean it didn't happen. About an hour north of Denver, Colorado, is a little town called Loveland. If you start driving west and up into the mountains toward the town of Estes Park in Rocky Mountain National Park, you will largely follow the winding path of the Big Thompson River. Cute little cabins and lodges dot the drive as the road quickly gains elevation. On the night of July 31st, 1976, the rain began about 6.30 p.m. and it rained very hard until 11 p.m. when the first flash flood warning was issued. But it was too late, as 12 inches of rain had already fell. The warning systems weren't sophisticated, and many people had went to bed and didn't answer their phones. While they slept, a wall of water 20 feet high swept down the canyon, destroying 400 homes and businesses, almost completely washing out the highway, and killing 144 people. Five people were never found. Outside of the Black Hills, near Mount Rushmore in South Dakota, lies the town of Rapid City. It lived up to its name on June 9th and 10th, 1972. A flash flood struck the town just after midnight, after an evening of heavy rain caused by a slow-moving storm front. Fifteen inches of rain had fallen, causing Rapid Creek to overflow, and when the swollen Canyon Lake Dam failed, the ensuing flood killed 238 people. It destroyed 1,335 homes and 5,000 automobiles as well. The total amount of rain that the Black Hills received was equal to 1 billion metric tons of water. Five people were never found. But the granddaddy of them all was the Mississippi flood in the spring and summer of 1927. For over five months, the mighty Mississippi was above flood stage, it was slow moving in comparison to the flash floods previously mentioned, but it left 700,000 people homeless when it was finished and over 500 dead. The river broke over 100 levees, and when it broke the levee at Dorena, Missouri, it caused 1.7 million feet per second of water to flow past St. Louis, breaking the record from the flood of 1844 of 1 1.3 million cubic feet and higher than the 1.03 measured in the Great Flood of 1993. But the most awesome display of its power came on April 21st at 8 a.m. 
when the levee broke at Mounds Landing on the Mississippi Delta. Water poured in, and in less than 10 days, an inland lake larger than Rhode Island had formed. The water was 10 feet deep and bordered the original riverbank all the way east to the Yazoo River. New Orleans downstream was likely saved by the intentional dynamiting of some levees to divert some of the water to less populated areas. In all, an area three times the size of New Jersey was eventually covered by waters with some places 30 feet deep. Many of those displaced lived in temporary tent camps and the response of then Commerce Secretary was praised. That man was Herbert Hoover and it catapulted him into the White House in 1928 where he proceeded to see over the worst depression in the history of the country and people once again lived in tent villages called Hooverville. But I digress. Oh, good. I was going to stop you, G-Spot. <laughs> so, when the internet tells you that Death Valley received one and a half inches or so of rain, calling it a one in a thousand year storm, and in the same article tells you that it's the second most rain since 1988, I also happen to know that across the valley at Scotty's Castle, they received almost three inches of rain in 2015, and a flash flood there wiped out the road, and it still hasn't been opened. That was not mentioned in the article. Sensationalism sells. It gets clicks, and it gets funded. So when I hear that Eastern Illinois had a one-in-a-thousand-year flood, St. Louis had a one-in-a-thousand-year flood, Kentucky had a one-in-a-thousand-year flood, and now Dallas had a one-in-a-thousand-year flood, I scratch my head and say, huh? I'm not sure what is getting deeper in here, the floodwaters or the bullshit. Just a fun fact, in the 1970s, these floods were blamed on global cooling. Newsweek, Time Magazine, and even the Washington Post were all concerned that the 25-year trend of cooling temperatures would lead to a new ice age. It seems that these things just go in cycles. I don't know that the temperatures are getting smaller on the thermometer, or growing larger, but I am confident that mankind's ego is growing larger and that they think they control everything. Only time will tell. In conclusion, when I was young, we would just clean up and go on about rebuilding. But now, the emergency declarations have been filed and the federal money is about to roll in. This is all more government spending and is inflationary, but wait, See, Thomas said no more inflation talk this week. So let's just suffice it to say that it will be an expensive cleanup on Isle America. Maybe all this rain is just the tears of former fiscal conservatives. Insightfully yours, G-Spot Johnson. Also born on this date, Sheryl Sandberg, Janet Evans, Shania Twain and Stifler's mom, 